radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. With your favorite hosts, Prime Time. He gets his fantasy football advice from 12-year-olds on TikTok. Micah. I put up so many points. And producer Tony. This is the only mic time I get, buddy, so just sit back, relax, and strap it down. Y'all use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. Let me ask you this question. Do you like magic? a shitty podcast like 10 minutes into it i would not listen to this hey fellas i love the podcast music created by brian swanson welcome everyone to the week six recap show fantasy football scoop and boop i am your host tony joined as always by primetime bellwood bishop and Macalicious, Macalicious, is that how it goes? Yeah, Macalicious, Micah. I can't talk today. I'm sorry. How you guys doing, Bishop? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing quite well. Uh, not as good as you are, apparently. How much have you had to drink tonight, Tony? <laughs> I'm just high on life, buddy. I'm just super stressed out at work. Uh, so this is this is this is my fun times. You know what I'm saying? I'm not at work, so this is a good time. Uh, <laughs> Micah, how you doing? Uh, doing good, doing good. Back from a long weekend, some greasy uh, chavapi squirts, but all in all, doing good. Yeah, let's let's talk about that for a minute. So you you went down to uh, to Tampa, uh, and there was a Serb fest that you took part in on Saturday, if I if I'm correct, and uh, and then you oh yeah yeah the... we went to. Uh... Go ahead, tell me about Serb fest. I want to know all about it. Oh, yeah, so uh, I flew on down to the Dirty South, uh, to Tampa, Florida, and then we went to Serbfest in Orlando. All these other losers are clogging up traffic, trying to go to Disney World when the real show was in, like, Lakewood, Florida. Some I think it's called Lakewood, where Serbfest was, and it was, it was stupendous, man. It was great. It was bodacious. I don't know how to say that in Serbian, but it was it was awesome. So, so what does a Serb fest entail? Is it just a bunch of people smoking and eating chevops? Is that is that? Do I got it right, Bishop? It's it's almost like you were there, Tony. It's almost <laughs> exactly like you were there. <laughs> so, what do they have there? Is it like a carnival? Or are there rides at Serb fest, or is it uh, what's the deal there? Uh, there's like bouncy castles and stuff for kids and. It's basically a giant stage, people dancing and singing and drinking. Yeah, proud to be Serbs. <laughs> nice. See, I'm kind of picturing it. Like, yeah, it's just a like a carnival where like uh, all the like the carnival games are just Serbian themed. 
So it's like instead of whack a mole, it's like whack a stray dog. You have to hit a stray dog with a stick to beat him off, kind of deal. And it, and it's there's a chair throwing competition where you could see who th- who could throw the chair the farthest. <laughs> and you have to shoo away the gypsy. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the gypsy toss is a, is a big hit there. I think. Yeah. So how many Chevops did we take down here, boys? Let's let's hear the count. Well, I believe the uh, the Chevapi meal they were selling. Um, it must have been like I'm going to guess about like eight Chevops, maybe somewhere around there. Yeah, I would say about eight to ten, somewhere in there. Eight to ten. Okay. Were they were they good? Were they like uh, authentic, Bishop? Oh, definitely. Like. Um... That's the only real place you can get good ones, unless you want to go to like one of those Euro markets uh, that that sell it. Uh, my mom started making them recently. She bought a machine to make them, so hopefully nice. she gets that up and running soon. So, yeah, Chivap Central is uh, Tampa, Florida. That's fantastic. <clears throat> any uh, <laughs> any accordion sightings? Uh, I don't recall, Micah. Do you remember? No, actually, it was uh, very low on the accordion. Hmm. Uh, the music, I think, uh, you know, it's like the 21st century or whatever. So they have like uh, like a DJ playing music. Uh-huh. But uh, so no uh, no actual accordions, which was which was somewhat disappointing. But it was still a good time. Uh, how was how was the talent, Micah? If you don't mind me asking. So the talent was uh, was. T- I would say good. However, I did come away empty-handed because a lot of the, I guess you would say, available talent would get you in jail. They were not uh, were not of age, as they say. Ah. So most of the most of the ladies there were of like the elderly or married category. Mm. The single ladies tended to be like uh, high school girls. I was like, uh, yeah, no gotta... dice here, but there's always. There's always another Serb fest. You got to go to Belgrade if you want to. You want to take care of that. You know what I'm saying? Can't do that on U.S. soil. There's, there's a Serb fest coming up uh, next. Not this weekend, but next weekend, Tony. If you want to come down. Wait, do they do it like every two weeks? What, what's the deal? Pretty close. Yeah, there's about like one. There's usually like one a month until the season ends, which is in like March. But there, this month there's two. It's in Clearwater. If you're interested. Wow. Okay. I'll chat to check my calendar. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> All right. So you can go to Serbfest and you can go to the Hulk Hogan's Bar. Oh, did, two birds with one stone. Did you make it there this time around? No, we actually didn't have time to get there, but that's going to be on the uh, the next trip because I got I got to get back there to cross off some other Tampa destinations. Okay. So uh, let's talk about the game then. Uh, did you guys tailgate at the Raymond Jane Stadium? No, there's supposed to be a uh, a tailgate that uh, some guys who host the Lions podcast, but uh, the guy who was going to be running the show ate some uh, bad grouper, I guess, the night before. And as he, he posted on this uh, chat thing we have, he said, uh, I've got a cork in my ass. Hopefully I don't explode. <laughs> so there was no tailgating. There were definitely people tailgating, but uh, we didn't crash anything. Okay. Bishop, did you wear the Barry Sanders? 
No, I went with the creamsicle Tampa shirt. Okay. I uh, I'm a big fan of that creamsicle color. So it was uh, I, it's cool going to a game where you don't really care about either team. Yep. Because uh, you just enjoy it for the fantasy implications. But we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Because fuck Mike Evans. <laughs> Indeed. Um, all right. Cool. Any any other things of note uh, from the game, Mich- uh, Bishop? Uh, let's see. There was one of those like Jesus preacher guys outside the stadium, and the dude almost got into a fight with him. Okay. Because he kept telling the the guy the drunk guy to repent. And the drunk guy did not want to repent. Hmm. Other than that, I think it was all right. <laughs> and but what's the what's the rest of that story though? There's oh, I started. Yeah, yeah, I started yelling at the drunk guy to repent too. <laughs> and then he wanted. And then he wanted to fight us. Nice. Did you tell? Him I like to start shit. Orth- Orthodox Jesus. <laughs> no, we didn't get that far in the conversation. Yeah, okay. All right. Well. Sounds like you had a nice trip there, Micah. When did you when did you fly back? Did you fly back right after the game, or uh, what's the deal? I came back on Monday. Monday. Monday evening. Okay. All right. Well, that was a. Uh, sounds like a great trip. Uh, sounds like you had many chevops. So let's get into week six here, and we start as always with the balls Mahoney and Turtle <clears throat> taking on BDI's team. That's all I'm going to call it. Um, BDI's team. Yeah. Uh, and Turtle gets another hard luck loss on Monday Night Football. 105 to 89. BDI gets a uh, 20 point game from Dak Prescott on Monday Night Football. Um, gets another excellent week from Adam Thielen. Uh, actually, all of his receivers did pretty well. Uh, Adam Thielen, 21. Stefan Diggs, 14. Michael Pittman, 13. And he was the lucky lucky recipient of a 19-point Minnesota Vikings um, defensive performance because uh, Tyler Bajant ended up coming into the game for the Bears and ended up fumbling, and they ran it back for a pick for a scoop and poop. Uh, so that was very fortunate for BDI. Uh, Turtle, another, a stud game from Amon Ross St. Brown, the sun God, 23 points. You guys got to see that live. Uh, so were you, were your seats good for, for all that Amon Ra action, Micah? Yeah. So we're in upper bowl. Uh, we're, we're all, I guess, I think it was F and then we were basically uh, pretty close, like where the 50 yard line would be. So we had a perfect side scrolling view of the, uh, of the game, we got to see everything, all of the, all the hits, all the drops, all the action. Good seats. Yeah, I didn't even realize Amon Ra had twelve catches in that game. That's crazy. Yeah, he was uh, targeted early and often. Um, and Cooper Cup for Turtles team is back. Uh, seven catches, hundred forty-three yards, and a touchdown. Nineteen points. Um, it looks like Cooper Cup is a hundred percent back, and uh, it's 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 too bad for Turtle that Justin Jefferson went down because I don't he, he's probably not going to see all three of those guys be healthy at the same time. I th- I think they're going to be very very cautious with Justin Jefferson as they try to get the uh, number one pick for next year. But 
I guess we'll see about that one. Uh, BDI goes to 500, and Turtle goes to 1 in 5. Whew. That Oof. is some turtle luck right there. And let's go to the next matchup. We have Kowalski's Robot Unicorn Attack versus... Worm Friedrich. And Team Taylor. And uh, Kowalski is on quite a run here. Um, he, he takes the victory, 92 to 75. Uh, gets a just an overall great performance from everybody. Not Nobody hit 20 points on his team. But he's got three guys that got 16, including a kicker in, in Justin Tucker. Bishop, on on Sunday, he was talking mad shit about Justin Tucker. And he goes out and hits six field goals? Like, how can you talk shit about a kicker that's hit six field goals in a game? Uh, well, I mean, technically, we're not supposed to have kickers in this league anymore. We just forgot to vote on it. But uh, I, I understand where Kowalski's coming from. But uh, now he has a keeper for next year, it looks like. <laughs> Indeed he does. Um, <clears throat> Keenan Allen could have had a monster game, but he uh, got overthrown. He could have had like two very long touchdowns in that Monday night football game, but he still gets one and he scores 16 points. Um, not a great game for Mr. Joe Burrow. Only uh, two touchdowns, but one interception, only 13 points, not a lot of yards. And uh, Worms team, David Montgomery, uh, goes out with the rib injury. Was it a rib injury, Micah? Yeah, I believe it's cartilage in the ribs. Ooh, yikes. But he gets hurt early in that game, only gets one point. Um, so, Worm, uh, not a lot going on. Uh, I guess the Chargers quarterback scored 16 points. That That's good. I, I don't know. Bishop, you got anything nice to say about Worm's team? Um. Not really. Uh, it'd be nice if he had some fab bucks to pick up a running back to start this week. or, But, oh well. That's what happens when you shoot your load so early in the season. So, all right. K-Wall goes to 5-1. and one. Uh, Worm goes down to 4-2. and two, And we go to the next matchup. And we have Bishop's Nitro versus Cologne Rocks from McLean. And uh, this was pretty close here, Bishop. Clarby a little closer than you thought it was going to be. Am I right here? Uh, actually, no. I thought I was going to lose. So the oh. fact that I ended up winning is tremendous. Uh, I think I, I got lucky with that Brees Hall game-winning touchdown uh, in the Jets-Philly game. That pretty much cracked it open. And then I think it was Monday night. It was the Tony Pollard versus Austin Eckler. And I was up by like 10 so I just needed him to not to outscore him by 10. And turns out Pollard outscored him by catching a bunch of those mini receiver catches. So, um, yeah, I, I'm very shocked that I won this game. <laughs> uh, yeah, Austin Eckler had a chance on Monday night for McLean, but 14 rushes for 27 yards. Uh, I believe that is under two yards per carry, uh, according to my documentation. Uh, so that's not good. Uh, he did get to play against Dallas, which is uh, that's that's tough for running backs. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, Mike Evans, you, you got to see him live. You got to see him drop a bunch of passes. Uh, I was watching that game. Um, so uh, you want to air some grievances on Mike Evans? I don't have any problems with the drops because those happen. But like I watched him like 
constantly leave the field like frustrated and go to the sideline and like like you know like sit out like the second and third downs because it's like dude get your head in the game like i i could tolerate bad i can't tolerate like lazy and like uninitiated he looked like he didn't want to be there uh do you think it's maybe because he's old do you think he's just taking plays off to like catch his breath kind of deal uh i mean maybe uh either way he's on the trade block if anyone's listening to this podcast oh interesting uh, you get a, another stud game from Tyree Kill. I think he caught like a 60-yard touchdown this time, um, 19 points. Uh, Josh Allen looked like dog shit uh, during that Sunday night football game against the Giants of all teams. Uh, I guess he's, he might be nursing a shoulder injury, I'm, I'm reading here. Bishop, you, you worried about that? Uh, yeah, I'm very worried. Uh, I don't know who the backup is in Buffalo, but I'd be curious to see <laughs> see him in action sometime. <laughs> Well, you might get your wish this week. Who knows? All right, Bishop, you go to three, two, and one on the season. That's kind of funny. It's like a, a countdown to your extinction. Um, <laughs> yes. And uh, McLean goes down to four and two on the season, and we go to the next matchup. And we have my artificially intelligent versus Bobby Big Balls and his cock sockers. And, uh, I was definitely very fortunate this week. Uh, I got to play the world's worst fantasy owner. Bob only put up 56 points. Um, I take the victory 67 to 56. Uh, My team kind of sucked ass, Um, but his was a little worse. He got uh, an early touchdown from Christian McCaffrey, but then he goes down with uh, an oblique injury, I think in like the the first half of that game. And then, uh, what's his name? Uh, Justin Fields ends up getting hurt. It looked to me like he broke his hand, but they're saying it was a dislocated thumb. Micah, you think you could play football with a, a dislocated thumb? Uh, potentially better than Justin Fields, yes. At least as a quarterback. As, uh, as an athlete, definitely not. Yeah. Well, uh, he had the Tyson Bagent experience come in for him. And uh, it's great when your backup quarterback comes in and, like, throws touchdowns. But uh, it's bad when he fumbles and throws interceptions, which is uh, exactly what Tyson Bagent did. George Kittle. George Kittle had one more catch and one more yard than I did on Sunday. Uh, So only one fantasy point there. Uh, DeAndre Swift catches a touchdown, which is pretty good, but that's about it for Bobby Big Balls. Um, My team wasn't much better. Travis Etienne was my only bright spot here with 20 points. Uh, I got a nothing game out of Devontae Adams, who was invisible the entire game. I got a nothing game from Puku Nukuku. Uh, So, yeah, I think I was very fortunate here to uh, get a victory, Bishop. Would you agree? Yeah, and you had Robbie Gold miss two field goals. That that almost never happens. Yeah, he he missed one to win the game in the dog pound against the. Uh, I will oh, wow. start Cleveland Browns defense. The Cleveland Browns, but uh, the dog pound was too much to handle, and uh, he ended up missing it. So, yeah, and uh, your boy Donovan McNabb threw uh, three interceptions too. He sure did. Yeah, that that Jets defense, buddy, huh? What do you think? I'm telling you, why are you starting them against the Jets? That's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there was actually celebrations in Tampa. Like after that, all the Lions fans were like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> one!" 
Yeah, the uh, there are no more undefeated teams in the NFL because the Eagles lost and the 49ers lost this week. So the goddamn 72 Dolphins are popping champagne like they do every goddamn year that the the last undefeated team loses. So I go on. But the Lions are positioned for home field advantage. Absolutely. Nothing stops this train, Micah. <clears throat> so I take the victory. I go to 3-2-1. and one. Bobby goes down to 2-4. and four. Uh, I would say I was due uh, some good luck after the way the season started for me. So... I will be. I will take it and be very happy. Let's go to the next matchup. We have the uh, the cousin bowl. I think yeah. This, these are the two Italians that are left in this in the uh, in the league. We have Giuseppe's the Ted Lasso way, and we have Santino's Lucky Wolf. Yes, yes, yes. And that's what Santino was saying after this week because he takes the win. 89 to 64. I don't know if you listen if you listened to the uh, previous show, but I said that he he definitely needed some running back help. And what does Santino do, Bishop? He goes out, he finds the fourth string running back for the Miami Dolphins, and he ends up scoring a touchdown and scoring 10 fantasy points. Uh, I was actually talking with Micah about this in the that morning before the games that uh because due to our roster constrictions, I needed a running back, but I couldn't really afford to drop anyone. And I was going to pick up Salvin Ahmed uh, because of all the injuries. And uh, Jeff Wilson was coming off of IR, but maybe he wasn't. And so, yeah, this was like a smart play by him. It was like obvious. And I'm glad Santino made uh, pulled the trigger on that one. Got himself 10 points that he didn't even really need. You know, he could have just left it empty. He still would have beat that fucking just set. That's true. Uh, San- at that. Santino is playing 4D chess while we're all playing checkers, Micah. That's to be expected. I mean, that's uh, he's been around uh, this long, and as he says, you know, not drafting in first place like Giuseppe every year. So <laughs> that says it all, man. Patrick Mahomes put up 11 points. At home against Denver. Can you guys explain this one to me? I, I didn't see this game, but yeah. what happened? So um, Santino has the uh, Chiefs kicker who scores 18 points. And Patrick Mahomes against the worst defense in the league at home scores one touchdown. Uh, I think I know what's wrong here. I, know, I think I know what's broken in Kansas City, Bishop. And if you, if you look at the offensive staff, Matt Nagy is the offensive coordinator and play caller for the Chiefs. There it is. Yeah. You, you solved the riddle, Tony. That, yep. that is clearly what, what, what the, the issue is. They go from Super Bowl champions to barely beating Denver at home, the worst team in the league. Yeah, the only job that Matt Nagy is qualified for with the Kansas City Chiefs is like mopping the restrooms after home games, I think. I wouldn't let that guy in the or, same building as Patrick Mahomes. Or combing Andy Reid's mustache. That's about <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt Nagy has just totally killed the Chiefs offense. And uh yeah, that's 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 hundred percent what is happening in Kansas City. Uh well, I mean Santino just had an all around great games. Uh double digits from just about everybody. 
but his his defense and Jamar Chase only got nine, but uh, everybody else in double digits. And Giuseppe, he had uh, DeAndre Hopkins over in I think it was London. Was it London or Germany? I, I can't I can never keep these games straight. Not America. It was definitely definitely some sort of European European country. And DeAndre Hopkins catches one ball for one point against uh, Baltimore. Um, and just just nothing really going on here for Giuseppe. Uh, he woke up very angry when he saw that <laughs> Harrison Butker outscored Patrick Mahomes by seven points. And uh, <laughs> he, he could not recover. No, there was nothing, nothing he could do. Santino makes his way to back to to 500 after I think lose going 0 and 3. Now he's he's on a three game winning streak with no end in sight. Juggernaut. Absolutely. Let's go to the last game, and uh, I feel like we're going to talk about this one for a little bit. Uh, we have Matt's team spam versus Micah's Serbia, and uh, Micah, why don't you uh, give us the recap of this one? Well, I didn't lose. I guess that's a half positive, half a point. I don't know. I get like a, a participation trophy for the week. Uh, could have made any number of moves that could have secured a victory. Um, or if Sam Laporta had one catch, he had a number of drops. Uh, he's also defended well, but he got 11 targets, only four catches. Or if Dallas kicks a 40-yard field goal instead of a 39-yard field goal. So many things that could have gone differently, but uh, uh, I get a uh, participation trophy and uh, 10 bucks from Reed Mostert. So better than nothing. Yeah, uh, we have our second tie of the year. Uh, Raheem Mostert was a juggernaut this week. Uh, three touchdowns, 28 points. But that was about the only thing you had going on. You didn't have any other players in double digits. Uh, Matt, on the other hand, had Tua. Who I think they were down like 14 nothing to the Carolina Panthers, and then they win 42-21, to which is kind of insane. Uh, he had 21. Uh, he got 12 points from Chuba Booba Hubbard. I guess he's like the RB1 there now since Miles Sanders is bad and hurt. Uh, but the rest of his team wasn't very good either. Uh, two points from your guy, T. Higgins Bishop. Uh, maybe if he didn't change his jersey number, he would be uh, pretty good, but he's not. So I think that's what his. Um, What's up with DK Metcalf? Yeah, that's like I thought Seattle was like the hot team last year. Everyone was all on Geno's nuts. Seattle's great and they're terrible. I'm just looking at DK Metcalf's uh, game logs, and he has yet to score more than 10 points. He scored 10 points exactly three times. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on over there. Um, but they need uh, to get him the ball more. They do need to get him the ball more. Only, only four touches is not enough for that guy. That's for sure. Uh, I guess uh, you know, uh, if Kirk Cousins doesn't fumble, uh, then Micah wins. If uh, you know, that 39-yard field goal is a 40-yard field goal. Michael wins. But, uh, you know, I guess at least you didn't lose. Let's just th- think of it that way, Micah. Yeah, I mean, it was a very kind of whole home affair. This is like the DiMaggio's beef of uh, fantasy football games. 
Shots fired. All right, let's talk about <laughs> And at quarterback, we had Tua for Matt. Straight cash, homie. At running back, we had Raheem Mostert for Micah. Straight cash, homie. Uh, w- w- did that $10 pay for a Chevop meal? How much is a Chevop meal out there in- at Serbfest? Uh, it was a little pricey. The large meal was 15 bu- 15 bucks. Ooh. So that's about uh, 59,000 dinars. <laughs> and the price of Chevops the- these days, Bishop. You can- you believe this? Inflation, bro. <laughs> at wide receiver, we have the sun god for turtle. Straight cash, homie. And let's talk about the start of the week. Start of the week. You need not look at the standings. And I immediately go to Santino's team, and he pulls off Samen Ahmed off the uh, off the waiver wire. Um, he gets a touchdown in ten points. So I think that's the start of the week, Bishop. Immediately yeah, go to Santino. Yeah, absolutely. And we talked about this during the game, but DeAndre Hopkins with only one catch for Giuseppe. Uh, Maybe if he has like a, you know, a normal DeAndre Hopkins game, he has a chance against Santino, but uh, I guess uh, maybe he had too many beans and toast for breakfast. Is that what they eat over there? Micah, you've been there, right? Uh... Yeah, beans and toast, man. It's like a breakfast of champions over there, <laughs> and, a, and a baked, uh, like a baked tomato or something like that, and a banger in the mouth. Right? Is that what they eat? <laughs> banger and mash. Yeah, there you go. And boiled meat. I had no taste over there, man. Ugh. One lucky zombie. And I'm gonna give this to Matt because uh, I I mentioned all those things that could have happened for for Micah here and they didn't and uh Matt ends up squeaking by with a tie here when he very easily could have lost this game um I was also very fortunate and I played Bobby Big Balls but uh yeah I think I think Matt gets this one so I guess that by proxy makes you the unluckiest bastard uh uh Micah yeah or the the unlucy I'm the unlucy bastard Oh, oh yeah, there's a typo there. Yeah. The worst fantasy football owner of the week. And we mentioned Bobby Big Balls only scoring five or 56 points, excuse me. I uh, had a lot of injury problems this week, um, and I was very fortunate. All right, well, that's going to do it for this one. Uh, this has been the Week 6 Recap Show Fantasy Football Scoop and... Alright, show's over, I'm tired. Scoop and Poop Fantasy Podcast now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com.